Welcome back, friends. Once again, we'd like to thank you for giving us your precious time in order to listen to the show. Also, keep sending us questions so that we can keep answering them with our amazing, flawless execution. And then also, remember to keep sending us your feedback, because we want what you want. A better show. another episode this week we got something special for you not really so special as the stuff that we've been ignoring for the last couple episodes we usually get these questions from viewers and i just haven't asked any of them and i feel really bad that the people sent in the questions and i haven't even mentioned their names or anything so we're going to go through a couple questions uh we're going to do a game of fuck one marry one kill one and we're going to talk about our week so charlie ray what's your week been like well let's see here uh what's my week been like well pretty much boring and busy as always just going to work doing my thing coming home and watching youtube videos or looking at something interesting on tv that's about it pretty boring but i am going to vegas this weekend so you're very lucky i can't go anywhere canada's got like this whole lockdown thing although there there was a report today that you know those hotels those quarantine hotels that canada built at yeah. and stuff. Uh, apparently the i think the toronto premier is like a like a senator yeah is asking the prime minister why eighty-eight thousand international travelers didn't have to get quarantined they just got waved through and the prime minister has yet to answer why they were allowed to just bypass the security and bypass the quarantine and just go on about their merry little lives but canadians had to go into quarantine canadians had to go into quarantine yeah that would piss me off if i was a canadian the thing is, they're not going to get an answer. If you've ever watched any interview with Trudeau, it's just, um, well, you see, um, and then he just starts talking about something else every single time. I don't think he's ever answered a question his whole time in power. Like nothing like relevant to the question. He always answers, oh. but oh, it has yeah. nothing to do with the quiz. Typical politician, I guess you could say. Yes. Yes, he is. He's, he's good enough looking and apparently a good horn swaggler. So nice. perfect. Yeah. That, that's what we need. That'll run our country into the ground. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, you know, I mean, you know, we got the most popular president in history down here, you know, because who doesn't want to vote for a 79 year old man who looks like he's going to fall over at the drop of a hat? That's true. But your economy is up. Those stimulus checks are actually helping you guys. Uh, the economy's not doing as great as you think it is. And that's all in causing inflation. So. <laughs> but everything goes up with inflation, right? Wages. No. Yeah. No, well, wages <laughs> do. But, but then so does all the stuff that it costs. And then, well, guess what? You know, yeah, something that used yeah. yeah. People don't ever think about uh, raising minimum wage, what that actually does. It raises the cost of every product you buy. So then those minimum wage earners are still earning minimum wage, but now everything costs more money. Yep. They're not making anymore. Nope. And then employers can't afford to employ people because they're paying them too much money that they have to cut back on the services. Yeah. So less people have jobs. So more people lose their jobs when minimum wages go up. Yeah. And everybody who does still have a job does the work of two or three or four people. Yeah. Always and only getting paid, you know, the dollar more. Exactly. Uh, yes. in, in Norway, there is no minimum wage. Which makes how, sense. How does that work, you ask? Well, I, I was talking to a McDonald's employee when I was there. And I was like, what is like the minimum wage here? He's like, there isn't minimum wage. Because I noticed there's a lot of like super grown ups working at McDonald's, right? And right. I was like, this isn't this isn't like a natural thing to see. You usually see a bunch of after school, high school kids, right? Right. 
And it was all grownups and stuff. And I was like, well, how does the non-minimum wage work? He's like, well, it works very simply. If I have a job here and I get paid X amount of dollars and I notice that the business across the street pays X plus one, I'm going to go over to X plus one and see if my duties will change. And if it's the same, I'm going to take that job. And then the guy next to me is going to be like, hey, wait a minute. Uh, That guy keeps losing all his employees to the guy right in the middle here. Why is that? And then he'll raise it X plus two. And then all the people from the second job will go to the third job. And then the person at the first place would be like, wait a minute, I can't afford to lose more people. I'm going to start playing X plus three. So they give raises and they get all those people back. So it's like a game of like cat and mouse where the people are just keep paying you more and more to keep you. And pretty soon everybody's making more and more money because they realize there's a competitive workplace with paying people. You don't keep, right. them, at, you don't keep them at minimum wage. Right. Because there is no minimum. You could pay somebody a dollar an hour. Do you think they're going to work for you? Are they going to go work for Jim for $2 an hour? Right, exactly. And the next person pays three, the next person pays five, the next person pays 12. Whoever's going to pay the most is where you're going to get the most applicants. But then again, if you have a lot of work at that place, you might, you know, take a pay cut to do less work. Right. Either way, it's competitive. Right. But it's all their decision and not an artificial, not an artificially induced thing. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. it, It creates businesses being competitive for wages and benefits. Which is actually true capitalism. It is. We're such a socialist country as Norway. It's so weird. I yeah. don't know about you, but I don't think there's anything wrong with living in Norway. I, if I could afford to, I would. Yeah, cause... if I could afford to, yeah. Well, there's only 5 million people in that massive country. That's beautiful. It's nice. Yeah. Everything's clean. Everyone's friendly. Yeah. Yeah. Everything's expensive. Gas is oh, like yeah. 275 a liter. You know, I have a friend of mine that lives in Poland. And yeah. she, go, she goes with several other people. They all basically do the equivalent of what migrants do coming to the United States where like eight people live in the tiniest place they can possible. She busts her butt for about three or four months over the summer in Norway and makes enough money that she lives the rest of her life in Poland and doesn't have, whatever she does there to make any kind of money is just bonus money because she made her yearly amount that she needs to live from those three or four months in Norway. That's awesome. Yeah. So that, yeah. that should be the pathway for everybody. It should be. Yeah. I mean, because I mean, they're making so much money up there. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. I mean, I mean, she does work, you know, because she she's also studying like the 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 sexual stuff and the tantra work and it's the de-armoring and and a bunch of other things besides that I'm studying. She's studying some other stuff. But I mean, she does that and makes some some good money and and you know, whatever the rest of the year and does what she wants to do and does what she loves. And then she spends, you know, three or four months of the year just busting her ass and doing, you know, like, like, I think, I think one year, I mean, she's basically just like doing like a server job, basically like a waitress, like at a yeah. resort or whatever for the summer. And then because they make so much money. And then, and then, like I said, her and like six or seven other people live like in a, you know, tiny little dorm room type environment. They don't have anything with them. It's just, it's just work. It's like being on a cruise ship. Yeah, basically. You're only doing it for three, four months. Yeah. We're trying to do it for three or four months. And, you know, and that's, and then she goes back home or she goes on a trip. Or your, travels. Your payoff is eight months of not working for yeah. working for four months. I think that's a pretty pretty healthy work to life lifestyle. I would do I would do four months of seven days of work if I was coming out of that with like sixty grand. Oh fuck! I know? do seven days a week. I get one day off every like forty two days. Yeah, for you it'd be a it'd be a vacation. I mean, I only have to do four months. Oh man, it, I, I do it for <laughs> eight months. I do it for eight months and it would be a vacation. Yeah. Yeah, isn't it's crazy. But I mean, that's the thing. I mean, I feel like, you know, I feel like these days in the West, you work harder and harder for the less and less in return. And it's and that's sad. Well, your government's not taking care of you with your taxes. In Norway, they do. 
Yeah, well, that's true. That's your free education, right? Right. You right. only have a four-day work week. You only have a four-day school week. And if you can't be employed, if you don't have a job, you get money. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean they own get- they own all their own oil reserves, right? Whereas like right. North America, it's all with companies that own it. Out there, it's like the state owns it. Yeah. Yeah. Hunt- they have a they, yeah they have a huge cash reserves from it too. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's it's crazy. So I mean, it's not crazy. It's actually it's actually a better way of doing things than we're doing them here. Let's put it that way. For so, many people who hate the socialist life, it looks pretty appealing from the outside. Let me tell you. Well, it's also very capitalist at the same time. And also, the people there are voted like between Denmark and Norway. I think they're both the the top two happiest countries on the planet every year. Which which amazingly, considering how little sunlight they get up there, that's pretty amazing. Yeah. <laughs> But, but, you know, yeah, I mean, yeah, if you get paid well and have good time off and everything else, yeah, it makes you a little bit happier. I mean, you know, uh, having a, having a four to six weeks of vacation a year, getting paid fat stacks of cash, you, you know, you have people competing for you to be their employee. Yeah. That's a, that's pretty, pretty good, but I mean, we're going to get, we're going to totally go off topic. On oh, okay. Well, maybe we don't really have yeah. a topic. So I yeah, mean, that's true. Any topic is a topic today. Yeah. Um, I, I do have a, uh, fuck one, marry one, kill one. I got three here for you if you want to play. Okay, I've only got one, but okay. All right. Okay, so I'll, I'll go first. I'll do like my three. Or you want? I'll do my three, and then you do your one. Or do you want me to like alternate? Uh, you know what? Let's. Let, I tell you what. I'll, I'll I'll come up with another one while we're doing this. So uh, I think it's something off the top of my head. So you go first. All right. So we got fuck one, marry one, kill one. You got okay. Joe Biden. Uh huh. Donald Trump. Okay. Mark Wahlberg. Ah. <sighs> Hmm. I know who you're fucking. Who? Mark Wahlberg. He's hot. Like damn, damn right. <laughs> damn right. If I might have to fuck one, yeah. Well, I mean, uh, I'm, I would, I'm pretty sure he he's gonna be fucking you though. It won't be you. Fucking. Well, probably. It's either that, or if I do try to fuck him, he'll probably pinch his butt cheeks together, <laughs> clip my <laughs> dick off. You know. Uh. So yeah, I'd probably fuck him. Uh, I'd say marry uh um marry Trump because uh, the okay. way I. Okay. Yeah, the way I figure. Here's the thing. More than likely, he's just going to leave you the hell alone. He looks like he probably ignores Melania for the most part. So, I mean, I can just go do my own thing for the most part. And he's just going to be doing his thing, being Trump. So that's cool. Uh, The money, but uh, no relationship. Yeah. 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 I mean, hey, you know, in the the past, you know, marriage was all about the business contract. And they they didn't marry for love in the past. They married for contractual reasons and the you know, like, like, Hey, you know, let's marry your kingdom and my, yeah, and commingle property and have an heir. They were, they all had mistresses and, and, and and side pieces because, you know, I mean, that's what you do for, you know, fun. You don't marry somebody for fun. That's business. No. Yeah. And I, you know, I could say, I could say marry Biden because I don't figure he's long for this world. So I'd be a widow, widower pretty soon, you know, I'm pretty Uh, sure he's probably not very demanding as a husband. No. He probably wouldn't move. Uh, he he he'd probably be a starfish in bed. So yeah. he's lay there. Oh, can I ask a question? Um, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Actually, you know what? I probably wouldn't. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to fuck Biden because he's been literally fucked by everybody at this point in life. So I mean, uh, as far as that goes. Yeah, but think about the experience. He's old yeah. enough to know a thing or thing or five. Yeah, hopefully. I don't anyway, know. you don't have to worry about it. Mark Wahlberg is going to be plowing your ass real quick. Well, yeah, yeah, I'd probably pass out from the pain <laughs> or the pleasure. Well, you know, <laughs> he knows what he's doing. Oh, uh, you can uh, only hope. He's a good yeah. Christian man, so I'm pretty sure it'll be like a closeted thing. I don't know. I almost feel like Mark Wahlberg would talk about himself in the third person, kind of like Charlie Ray does. So <laughs> you know. 
Mark I, I believe, Wal- Mark Wahlberg is taking Charlie's Ray's ass. <laughs> yes, take Charlie's Ray's ass. <laughs> I, I keep thinking of uh, um, Andy Samberg at Saturday Night Live, where Mark Wahlberg talks to animals. Uh oh yeah yeah. <laughs> hey dog, what's up? You got a beard? I got a beard once. It was in a movie. You see it? Say hi to your mother for me. That's still great. Well, we got a Wahlburgers here in town. So they were oh, here. Really? They actually, they were actually here like when it like grand opening, I think. Did so. you go? Have you been? Nah, I haven't. I haven't gone. See, I'm a food guy. So, I mean, that's probably my first stop. Barbecue nah. and Wahlburgers now. Wow. Yeah. Barbecue's good. Just had barbecue yesterday. I actually got something different there. I got chicken gumbo at a barbecue restaurant. That's like, what, what the, what's wrong with me? Okay. <laughs> it was good though. How was it though? Good. It was really good. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. They spiced it up. It had a little kick to it, you know? Would it make but you sweat I, but, if it came out of a can? Yeah, it would. But it's it's the place where we went, Joe's, that place okay, right yeah. by where I work at. Yeah. Every time every time my boss from Portland's in town, we, we go someplace for dinner. So we go, next time you come to town, I'd take you to Q39. That place is awesome. Sure. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm down. I mean, once yeah. I get to travel with my prime minister ever. Yeah. Stuff's, you know, fucked hard. Well, I'll tell you what. If I was to ever open up a restaurant overseas, probably – have an authentic Kansas City barbecue. I don't know how to make it, so I'd have to learn how to make it first. But that's that would be what I'd want to well, I mean, export you, you, to the you world. You don't have to know because the people overseas probably don't have a clue what Kansas City barbecue tastes no. like. I don't know what like, Kansas this, City is. This is up. I was on a ferry from Estonia to to Helsinki. Yeah. And in like the gift shop, because I was bored on the, I don't remember how long it was, maybe two hour ferry ride. Maybe it's all right. Longer. Yeah, it's about two hours. Yeah. Yeah. And I was walking around. I go to the gift shop. And they had like a food section because obviously that's my go-to. Right. And they had a barbecue section with barbecue sauces. And one of them was JR from the WWE. Oh, yeah. Cowboy, yeah. He does a commentary. Uh-huh. He has his own barbecue brand, which I've never seen in the entire traveling entirety of Canada and the States. I've never seen it. But I saw it in a fucking ferry in Norway. And I was like, that's so weird. And it was all in English, two English bottles. So it's not wow. like it was like made so weird. Like, do you think maybe it just didn't sell? So they're like, well, where can we ship it? They're like, uh, ferry company. Estonia. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or sorry, yeah, sorry, Estonia, not Norway. Have you ever been in a Midwestern store's barbecue section? There's literally 50 to 60 different types of barbecue sauces. I mean, I'm even overwhelmed that I'm from the Midwest, okay? I mean, you literally have, like, you have all the big brands, and then you have just, like, these little tiny brand companies, like, one bottle, one bottle of this, all, you know, I mean, every kind of Bubba's Hot Shop, you know, whatever, you know, Blues Hog barbecue sauce. I mean, just everything. It's, like, it's crazy. The amount of barbecue sauce that's available is just insane it would take you years to try just yeah oh yeah yeah you know my favorite one that i I think i told you about this one one of my favorite barbecue sauces is uh i don't know if you ever heard of rufus teague's barbecue sauce nope well anyway it's a it's brand well they partnered up with boulevard beer here in kansas city so they had just one version of it now they got three i haven't tried two of them yet i've only tried one and so the first one is rufus teague's it's called uh how they called it but anyway basically it's a barbecue sauce made with wheat beer okay. it is it is awesome so that's the main that was the first one now they have one with their tank seven brand which i don't know what that tastes like and then there's some other brand so i bought one of the other ones to try it out but they're a little bit expensive but they're but the, that wheat beer one was just amazing i might have to send so you some good. money and uh pay for some shipping okay all right yeah, I'm, I'm all out of my u.s barbecue sauce because i can't travel down there so Usually yeah. it's famous Dave's I have because that's all I can find. Or I get the Jack Daniels uh, hickory brown sugar I really like. 
the ball. Uh, that's, that's pretty good. I like I like the Jack Daniels, man. I, I tell you the one I really like, and it, it sucks. I can't really find it. But you know those Komodo eggs, the 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 grills that look like like green eggs, like they're like the dimple. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, they're a really expensive brand. Well, they made their own barbecue sauce for a while, but it got closed out, and I got a whole bunch of it on closeout, but I'm almost out now. And so they had Komodo barbecue sauce, like classic. And then they had a hot and spicy and that hot and spicy is just amazing. I'm like, and I'm almost out. I've got two bottles left. So I just bought a Frank's red hot barbecue. They just made a Frank's red hot barbecue nice. sauce. So I bought that. And it's, it, you taste the barbecue, you taste the Frank's. It's really good, but I'm going to have to do it on wings. I did it on hot dogs and it was good, but I think wings is where it's going to shine. That does sound good. I do like food. I will admit that. That's one thing you got to think of whenever you, you move anywhere in this world. It's going to have to have a good cuisine. So automatically, England's probably out for, for many reasons, but England's definitely out just on food yeah. alone. Even even their McDonald's, their their fries aren't good. No. They're, they're not made with the same beef tallow that all the other fries are because they're if you get fries, let's say in Kansas City, right? Or, you know, they're no longer made with, they're no longer made of beef tallow down here. It's, it's vegetable oil. But they're, they're still, they're not vegan fries. In the UK, they're vegan Ew. because it's, yeah, they, they don't have the beef tallow is infused onto the fries now. It's not boiled in it, it's not fried in it. So, like our fries from McDonald's that you and I eat aren't vegan because the beef tallow is still like infused to it at the factory in the freezer, in the freezing section. Okay. But in the UK, it's, they don't use it at all. So the fries are considered vegan in the UK at McDonald's and they don't taste good at all. You get it the fries, you just horrible. like, this is shit. Yeah. It was terrible. Yeah. Whenever I got fries, I was like, what's wrong. And then I Googled it and I found out the answer. Yeah. Well, England has consistently not really had, I think, fine cuisine in their entire history. Yeah. <laughs> when you go to a pub and you get big, big, ah, chips, you know, burgers. That's true. Fish and chips. chips. though. Yeah, that that can be awesome. That can be awesome. I did have yeah, some. They, good they got that for them. I'll let them. I'll let them take that as a win. But yeah, for the most part. Well, you know the one thing I will say about the time I spent in London is is I didn't really ever go to many places that had really great quote British fare, but they have so many ethnic places like Moroccan and stuff like that, and just any kind of nationality there, you yeah. can find great food. It's just not native. Oh yeah, British there's food. there's nothing that yeah. you for London except for fish and chips, right? Exactly, exactly. And they do it so, well. So, apologies if you're English and listening to this, because uh, I am descended from uh, English stock. But food wise, I'll pass. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I, no, I, I'm not going to apologize. I, I like all types of food, but uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Work on those vegan McDonald's fries. On McDonald's <laughs> yeah. UK please i'm i'm pretty much done with mcdonald's at this point in life i think uh there's just not much point to them anymore they're, they're they've raised their prices and their food kind of sucks you know so it's uh, still my go-to in every single country that i go to just so i can try something different yeah like i tell you what like yeah mcflurry mars mcflurry you know crunchy mcflurry yeah it's all fantastic banana milkshakes chicken wings yeah they're wow their fry dip they have a fry sauce like a little green onion Sour cream kind of dip, garlic dip. Anyway, you know what you haven't had yet? Hmm. Szechuan sauce. I know. Thanks to nobody being able to get it for me. I know. That was ridiculous, man. I mean, God, they only had like, I mean, dude, I went in there, they're like, we had like 12 packets. They were gone like in 30 seconds. You know what's you know really what I mean? stupid? Is they re like, they made that Szechuan sauce for the movie Mulan back in like 98 or something. Right. Right. They remade Mulan two years ago or a year ago. Uh, 
Yeah. They never partnered up to make the sauce for McDonald's. How weird is that? Wouldn't, wouldn't that have been the perfect opportunity? Probably similar to most of the corporate people that we know in other walks of life. They don't really think ahead too well. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. I mean, that would have been a perfect opportunity. You know, they were probably too busy defending the fact that, you know, they were filming in a province in China where you could catch a, a concentration type camp in the, in the background, apparently, in one scene. I don't know if that's true or not. I didn't look too hard, but, you know. Also, if they did promote it, they might have backfired because they never released it pretty much in the movie theater, right? It went well, streaming and stuff. They probably didn't do it because they probably would have been accused of cultural appropriation at McDonald's. Uh, I don't even want to get into that conversation. No. No, we won't. Okay. Okay. So I, I don't want to be okay. canceled because I have an opinion. Yeah. No, no. All right. No. Okay. I guess my turn for a very <laughs> yeah. fun kill. Okay. Uh, Mother Teresa, Orlando Bloom, and Linda Carter in the 70s. Oh, <laughs> of man. course. Well, I'm definitely going to be banging Wonder Woman, Linda Carter, all the way. Yes. 70s Linda Carter. Not now. Yes. I mean, she still looks decent. I saw her in Wonder Woman 84. She's decent, but she's not, you know, Wonder Woman. Yeah. You could break a hip there, you know. Yeah. Although if I did break her hip, I might be like, fuck, I'm good in bed. Her world. <laughs> you know, she hits her little panic button, help, and I can't get up. I'm like, wow, I shouldn't be here right now. Exactly. Mm, is it wrong that I want to marry Orlando Bloom, which would then lead me to kill Mother Teresa? Is that wrong? <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's only wrong if it's wrong to you. Well, I mean, you can't marry her because she's a nun, right? Yeah, you're technically true on that. So, so she won't marry me. So I'm either, either I got to, well, she can't bang me either. I guess secretly <laughs> she can do both, but chances are pretty good that she won't. Well, I mean, she does believe in an afterlife. So you're just kind of helping her along her way. So either way, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm going to be spending long nights watching TV and cuddling on the couch with Mr. Orlando Bloom. Well, that's how about you. Could what be worse. you go? Probably the same. Nice. Although, although my technical thing is this, I, I kind of feel like if you marry someone, you get to fuck them. So I, I'd go with Linda Carter for Mary because I'd marry her and fuck her. Okay. Well, <laughs> I mean, if you want to backtrack a little bit, you married Donald Trump in the last one. So think about that. Yeah. Well, you, you did give me, you gave me three dudes, didn't you? No. Well, I did, but out of all <laughs> of them, out of all of them, you're all, you're married to and you're banging Donald Trump. Well, I'd probably go with Mark Wahlberg on that one. So there you go. All right. Here's an 80s cartoon one. Are you ready? Okay. We got Matt Tracker from Mask. Okay. Cringer from He-Man. <laughs> and Turbo Teen from Turbo Teen. Uh, now think very carefully. For those of you who don't know, Cringer is uh, a cat. He's battle like a, cat. Battle cat. He's, he's, he's a, a mighty battle cat. He's like a huge ass tiger. Matt Tracker is, I don't know, secret agent style superhero man with no superpowers, but can make cool cars that can fly. There you go. He, he was, uh, what was he, engineer? He had a job, I don't know what it was. Because the, all the specs on all their helmets the, and how they changed their cars, it was all Matt's dad stuff, if I remember correctly. His dad uh, was like a... I don't know. I, I never watched Mask. But okay, I got your answer for you. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm going to fuck Cringer, marry Matt Tracker, and kill turbo teen question i have for you is why wouldn't you fuck turbo teen because <laughs> he turned into a car whenever he got turned on that's right <laughs> whenever he gets warm his uh yeah. his body changes him from human into an automobile yeah. so imagine like he's on top of you and you guys are making out and all of a sudden boom transforms into a car and kills you well it'd get me out of that situation i guess so 
And it's a terrible situation to be in because first yes. of all, Turbo Teen is a teenager and you probably shouldn't be having sex with him anyway. And that's true. Okay, let me see if I can come up with three off the top of my head. Uh, Mary, fuck, or kill. Uh, Winston Churchill, Eleanor Roosevelt, and Jimi Hendrix. I think Winston Churchill would be a bossy husband. Pretty much always in charge. So I don't think I want to marry him. But now I got to either fuck him or kill him. And I, I, we keep picking dudes to have sex with. It'd be nice to have sex with. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, you know what? I think I'm going to have to kill him because I'm going to have to have sex with Eleanor Roosevelt. Yeah. She was a smart woman. Yeah. Not the greatest looking, but she was a woman. Well, I can always and, close my eyes. As long as I'm not feeling a dong and some nuts. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. But I mean, and you, if, if there are dongs and nuts, yeah. hopefully they're super, super hot trans with big titties. Yeah. And I, well. I could I could forget about the nuts and, and, <laughs> and, and the dong because I'm looking at a hot chick. So, but she was not, she was not in that category. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you can't kill Jimi Hendrix. I mean, come on, man. No, no, there's As no Jimi way. Hendrix, we'll, we'll, yeah. uh, we'll so, so, you, so you'd marry Jimmy and, and fuck Eleanor? Yeah, I would. It? Yeah. Okay. There you go. Wait, what, what, what year is this? Am I allowed to marry a black man? Is this, uh, this is, this is probably like, I guess they'd all be alive. Well, no, cause they're all alive at different times. Huh? Yeah, that would be kind of, that's kind of a hard one there. Let's just say it's in a mythical time. Like they were all pulled into the modern time. Okay. Yeah. Oh, definitely going to marry Jimmy. He's going to be a pretty dope guy to hang out with. That's kind of the way I figured it too. All right. Here's one for you. And there's a woman involved this time. Oh, that's good. It is good. I'm kind of scared to see what the woman is, but yes. <laughs> well, it's, at, least, it's, at least it's not a battle cat. <laughs> it's Salma Hayek. Okay. Hayden Christensen. Okay. And Dax Shepard. Well... I'd probably kill Hayden Christensen just because yeah. I saw him act. Um, so that's enough. You saw him act? Where? I saw him on screen, but I've never seen <laughs> yeah. him act. Yeah, I've never seen him act either. Uh, well, just because I really don't know enough about him that I'm not really invested in him, you know? So Actually, he's... Life is a House, he's amazing in that. I'm not going to lie. Really? If you ever see Life is a House, I think Kevin Klein is his dad. It's an amazing movie, and he's phenomenal in it. Okay. I'll take your word for it. Maybe I'll check it out. Okay. I'm definitely going to fuck Selma Hayek. Oh, I obviously know to that. Uh, well, with I, her permission, obviously. I, well, obviously. Obviously, she had to give her consent. We should change the game to rape one, marry one, kill one. But, but she's going to have to <laughs> She's gonna have to role play as Frida, as Frida right? Is that what, what that's No, 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 you don't want that. You want her role play <laughs> as the chick from Desperado. Hands, oh, no, there no, you no. go. Yes. Dust till dawn. Role play as the, the, the yeah. barkeep from Dust till dawn, the dancer. There you go. There you go. Uh, and marry Dax Shepard because... I don't know. I mean, he does have some problems with alcohol. Yeah. And uh, but he seems like a pretty fun guy, and he seems funny, and I think he'd be just cool to hang out with on a regular basis. I'm with you on all three. Yeah. 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 So okay. Well, there you have it. Fairy. Fuck one, go. marry one, kill one. Yeah. All right. Well, so I'm, got... I'm, glad, I'm glad you took me out on a decent one. I got the fuck. So there you go. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Cringer probably wasn't the best choice, right? <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, and it's I mean, not Battle Cat. You're banging. Cream. I mean, I mean, I mean, he was being rode by He Man all the time, but you know, but Battle Cat was right. That's different. He's transformed into Battle Cat. So you're having sex with the smaller kitty, not the bigger one. Oh, that's kind of wrong. <laughs> he's really, really meek and scared when he's cringer. So uh, you'd be pretty dominant and yeah, fearful of you know saying no to you. Yeah. What was the other options? Oh, Matt Tracker. Maybe I'd fuck Matt Tracker and I'd marry I'd marry Cringer because I could just carry him around everywhere yeah and kill turbo teen yeah i mean i mean really i mean unless you can really just 
use him for a car once in a while. What use is he there on that? So <laughs> I, I don't know. It's a strange cartoon. I highly recommend anybody to just at least watch one episode if you haven't seen it. Indeed, indeed. <laughs> All right, All so right. I got a, I've got four questions here that were sent to me about life. So these are fans of the show or people who hate the show. You know, yeah, they, they feel their need to send in their feedback. So this is a Ginny from Virginia. And she's like, as much as I like listening to Charlie Ray talk about orgies, where's Teapot? So uh, I just want you to know that Teapot is super, super busy. She is in university upgrading to get her master's right now. And I assure you, she is not gone. She's just very busy. She had to do a whole bunch of traveling for the last month. So she hasn't been around. So she will be back. And I don't know if she'll have orgy stories like Charlie Ray has. But uh, I hope she does when she comes back because I'm down for any story about an orgy unless it's all dudes and I'm involved. I'm I'm not cool with that story. I mean, I'm not saying I wouldn't do it. I just really wouldn't want to brag about it. Well, she is going to university, so maybe she would have some stories. Yeah, right? Well, yeah, so. she's yeah, she's done her university. She's full time job. And while she's doing that, she's also taking night classes for her master's. So, I mean, if you think you're busy, you're probably not as busy as she is. And she oh, also goes go. to the gym like two hours a day. So busy, busy, busy. Number two is addressed to Mr. Clay and Charlie Ray. What are your favorite things to order from KFC? I guess they listened to the, the KFC episode. Uh, oh, I bet it isn't gizzards. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> Yours truly, Steve from the UK. Oh, hey, Steve, I just want to apologize that we dissed your food. And uh, next time I'm there, I'll definitely head out to a KFC and try something you got out there. But uh, Charlie Ray, favorite thing from KFC? Uh, well... Considering that you can't find gizzards any at any KFC, and that must have been like the most anomalous type situation to find gizzards at a KFC was when I was with you. Uh, I would say just a order of crispy fried chicken, just to, just the you know the, the the crispy crispy fried chicken, like a bucket of chicken with some mashed potatoes and gravy. Okay, something simple, corn on the cob if they've got it. So you're lucky in the in the states you have that in Canada we don't. We don't get corn on the cob. They don't give no. out biscuits either. You can't get the biscuits. Uh, you can't get green beans. Uh, you can't get rice. You can't, yeah. That's messed up. Our sides are mashed potatoes, gravy. You might be able to get corn niblets, but you definitely can't get corn on the cob. Mm. So KFC and Canada, I usually don't get anything unless they bring something cool to the menu. Like they had their buffalo popcorn chicken a couple months ago. That was pretty good. Yeah. And whenever they get the double down, I get that without cheese because I like, you know, overindulgence of chicken. But more often than not, any chance I get when I'm in the States, it's definitely the extra crispy chicken because we don't get that in Canada. Like once yeah. every couple of years, they'll bring it for a couple months, but we don't have an option. KFC chicken in Canada is regular. But down uh, the street, you have your regular, you have your extra crispy. And sometimes you can find the, the tender roast stuff too, right? The Right, the right, yeah. Yeah, and we don't extra, have extra extra crispy. Extra crispy is uh is really the only way to go. Yeah, I, I agree 100. That that would be my go to in the states every time I get there, and whatever sides. I probably wouldn't do mashed potatoes and gravy because the mashed potatoes are unless it's in a popcorn chicken bowl. I don't really like their mashed potatoes, but a popcorn chicken bowl is fucking amazing. Yes, those are pretty damn good. I, I do like I do like the kind of like what you call it the combination where they just smash everything in a bowl like chicken mashed potatoes and all that stuff i don't know what i can't remember what they call it that's the popcorn chicken bowl yeah yeah the popcorn chicken bowl yeah, yeah that's pretty good but mainly i just like to get some really good extra crispy fried chicken that's the yeah. best and really good crispy fried. i love you know the, the chicken skin with it and it's all good 
Uh, we had a buffet here in Canada, like KFC buffet. There was two left. It's about a four hour drive from where I live. And wow. obviously we had to go. So we went for the lunch buffet and we were there with, I think, I think there was five, four of us, four of us from work. And it's a KFC slash pizza hut. Uh-huh. And on the buffet table, you can get slices of pizza. You can get KFC stuff. You can get like the dessert pizza, like the apple slice and caramel pizza. Right. And we, we were making like tacos. So we were taking the chicken skin off and we were filling it with stuffing and mashed potatoes and gravy and wrapping it like a taco. Uh-huh. We were wrapping the chicken skin around the like the caramel apple dessert pizza. I'm not gonna lie to you, it was fucking amazing. Like wow, KFC chicken wrapped around a slice of dessert apple pie and caramel pizza. Mm-hmm. And uh, the girl that I was with there, Katie, the two of us, we we did something we probably shouldn't have done. We were like the the youngest people there. There's all a bunch of like really really old people, and you know these people survived the war, and you know they've survived when there's not a lot of money and you eat everything on your plate, right? Right. And Katie and I, the only thing we ate with our chicken, we would get the big, like the battered chicken. We would take the skin off and leave all the, the meat and the bone on another plate. We had 18 pieces of chicken stacked up on a plate. And all we did on it was take out the skin and eat the chicken skin and make tacos out of it and wrap around other things. And the old people were looking at us like we had just fucking killed someone. We, yeah. We, we wow. Did, and we just went to the garbage can with like 18 pieces of like breast meat, just like in the garbage, like. We're just eating the chicken skin. But I was like, hey, man, I paid my 12 bucks. If I want to eat nothing but chicken skin, I'm going to eat nothing but chicken skin. I'm going to get my $12 for it. Wow. Yeah. Wow, so, yeah. I'm sure you got some major stink out for that. Yeah, they, they weren't very fans. The only thing that really pissed me off about it is on the buffet table, like the gravy wasn't the uh-huh. KFC gravy. It was like a regular brown gravy. It wasn't the KFC gravy. Oh, that's bull crap. Sure is. Made me very yeah. angry. So angry that I decided to only eat chicken skin. Fuck those guys. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I we used to have some KFC buffets down here, and I've gone to a couple of them. Like, my mom likes to go to them. My aunt likes to go to them. But, yeah, they, they just all disappeared. Yeah. I mean, there was obviously, and obviously all, all, yeah, all, all buffets disappear, obviously, with the whole. Yeah. Uh, we actually have a Chinese buffet that reopened here not too long ago, but but they only have half the amount of ingredients because like they only have like like they had like multiple stations, so they'd have one that was just empty, so that everybody was spaced while yeah. we're all walking around each other. But but this one's sp- it, it, it makes no sense. But it does, but it makes no yes, sense. I agree. And, and so you you go there and they basically have the same thing every time, and it's boring because there's not enough variety, and it's like yeah. okay, well this sucks. So. But. Yeah, the KFC buffet was like our staple whenever we drove down to Montana. Like, nice. and I mean, down in the States, I mean, you get peach cobbler. We don't get that in Canada, the buffet. Wow. Yeah, had, yeah. Oh, man. they had like strawberry mousse, chocolate mousse, puddings, peach cobbler, Caesar salad. Like, we, we just didn't get that in our buffet here. Essentially, it was like, you know, chicken, beans, corn, stuffing. But it's still worth on I mean, for twelve bucks, and you get a drink. Oh yeah, hell yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. twelve dollars Canadian, right? That's right, like right. eight bucks. All right, All right. We got a third question here. All dear, right, dear hosts from my second favorite non-celebrity podcast, bitch. Who's your first favorite? <laughs> uh, I'm planning a trip to Germany, and after listening to Charlie Ray, Mr. Clay, and Teapot talk about traveling and Germany, what are your must-see things that I need to see or either do while in Germany? Charlie, right? Wow. You know, the thing is, is even though I've been to Germany three times now, I really haven't actually seen much of Germany. I mean, I basically got there, spent a little bit of time in either Frankfurt or Hamburg, 
And otherwise, I was at a festival or a concert that was outside of town, often several hours away and living in a tent, you know. So uh, I can't say I really saw much of Germany. I mean, I saw a little bit of uh, of Hamburg around um, around the port area, which was which was pretty cool. And I got to uh, experience walking around the the red light district kind of in Frankfurt. And that was definitely uh, exciting. So you would uh, recommend Frankfurt red light district. Sure. That's what you're looking for. And what's was, the name of the, the building? They were, they were housed in that tower, right? Like the, the Eros, E-R-O-S centers. They're like multi-story individually contracted ladies of the night. <laughs> yeah. So that, that's uh, a thing that I've never seen or been to, but I would recommend going. <laughs> chance you yeah. get. Then the higher you go in the tower, the cheaper the prices are. But but I do want to go back to Germany someday. I still want to, I, I do want to experience a true Bavarian Oktoberfest. If I met a sweet, young, drunk German lady who wanted to be very friendly with me, I wouldn't be sad. Um, and, I was supposed uh, to go last year. I had plans yeah. with an ex-employee of mine. We were supposed to do Oktoberfest. Yeah. So postponed, hopefully next year. Uh, you know, hopefully we'll be living close enough. We just want to pop over, just be a train right away. Yeah. You know, you know, but I also want to visit Berlin. Uh, you know, I'd love to visit Berlin and, and some, see some other places. Uh, I've heard things are still pretty grim on the former Eastern European side of Germany. So I don't know, you know, and I've seen what is it hostile, whatever number of whatever, where they just like kidnap people. So, you know, that's always a fun thought. I, I uh, spend a lot of time in hostels in Germany and I can assure you it's not like that. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, I don't know. I mean, you know, I got so much for Europe I want to see, but I do want to go back to Germany. Uh, I found the German people that at least I interacted with to be very friendly and, and very helpful. And mostly, most of them spoke at least somewhat decent English, you know, or understandable. So I, I find uh, English is not a problem pretty much anywhere, but like little villages in the south of France, very terrible. Nobody speaking English. Uh, Bavaria in Germany, breathtaking, like the Black Forest and stuff the romantic road i don't know exactly where it goes off the top of my head i'm thinking straight to my heart baby <laughs> straight, to, straight to eros that's right no it's uh it's uh from munich all the way up to uh rothenburg i think and it's a couple days drive and it's little little german villages every 50 kilometers nice so yeah you, you go in and you you hear the the accordions and the tubas and there's bratwurst and people wearing later hose and it's very tourist say yeah and if but, memory serves me correctly pretty much every small town has their own beer place like their own local beer yeah it's amazing uh there's the new schwanstein castle which is the castle that walt disney based his sleeping beauty castle off of right and it's outside munich and it's it's gorgeous and if you want to do something a little bit dreary, but highly educational, I would recommend any Nazi work camp, take a tour, learn the history, be disgusted in mankind and see how people overcome probably the most tragic event in the last 60 years. Yeah. So, but yeah, super educational. I only went, uh, we had our car for a couple more hours and we were dropping it off in Berlin. We're like, well, we have like four more hours. We've already paid for the the time. Let's just drive somewhere. So we looked on a map and we saw it was called Orienburg, Orionburg, and it was a work camp. And we didn't take a tour, but the guys that were behind us were leading a tour with high school kids. And we yeah. were looking at like the map at the front, and we were talking in English saying, "Man, we should have 
paid for a tour because we don't know what we're doing. And the teacher was like, oh, uh, I speak English. I'm doing the tour in English. If you want to tag along, you guys are welcome to. I know everything. And we followed the the German teacher for like an hour and a half. Yeah. And we nice. learned so much horrible shit. Yeah. And uh, yeah, then we took our rental car back and did a couple days in Berlin. Went and saw the wall. Went and saw Checkpoint Charlie. Had a lot of sausage. <laughs> no comment. Oh, man. So much sausage. I couldn't walk. So much German sausage. My stomach was so full. <laughs> did, did you have some currywurst? Uh, I did not. Oh, man. Did you have any did you have any curry ketchup when you were in Germany? I did not. I've had it at McDonald's though. Like oh, I didn't okay. have it in there, but yeah, I've had McDonald's curry ketchup. Curry dip is what they call yes. it. Yeah. Such an oh. odd thing. I'm not a curry fan, so I'm not a fan. Oh, okay. Like it's, it's right. not a flavor that I like in my mouth. Indian food is like a food that I stay away from. I just don't particularly like it. Did they think you you were heist shice over there? Um, I'm not shit. <laughs> hot shit. Hot You're shit. not hot shit. Heist. Uh, I didn't. I didn't hear the heist. Sorry. Heist. Heist. Scheiß. I, I need. <laughs> I need more German lessons. Yeah, I don't know much German, but I know scheiß. All scheiss I know is that anytime I got a hold of a lady of the night, all she would be in uh, in the room, she'd be like scheiß a poopy, scheiß a poopy, and I was like, I don't know what this means, but um, I learned pretty quickly what it meant. <laughs> and I had to pay extra. Not fair. Oh, yeah. You know. Well, it's and always got, extra. Do you have any questions? I got one more here. I didn't know. Uh, if, did I send you. I sent no, you. Some- no, I I got some questions here. Okay, so yeah, I remember uh, saying I don't know which ones I sent you. I didn't send you any of these ones, right? No. All right. No. So uh, here's a question. It doesn't have a name on it, but it's like, do you think that it's right for people to be billionaires? I don't even fuck yeah. Yes. Why not? I mean, I they, it, it, it depends. So I think it's right for people to be billionaires if they if they work for it legitimately and it wasn't some kind of corruption scam. Absolutely. Do I think it's right for people to to become super wealthy by causing pain and misery no probably not but you know i mean i can't make the decisions for this universe i mean and you know one of the things i learned several years back that after you learn it and you internalize it helps things is that sometimes good things happen to bad people and sometimes bad and a lot of times bad things happen to good people and yeah. there is there is no rhyme or reason it's just it is what it is but who are you to say what somebody else shouldn't do or shouldn't be. And you can take that and apply it in many ways, not just with money, but with anything they want to be. Do I think certain things in this world are stupid that people do? Absolutely. Is it my job or is it my place to say that to them? Absolutely not. But I'll still think it because it's my right to think it. Yeah. <laughs> so when it comes to, to billionaires, I, I don't understand. I mean, they have so much money that I don't think it's considered hoarding cash because they just can't spend it. There's so much money coming in. Yeah. What, how many How many $400 million yachts can you buy? How many properties can you own and never visit? You know what I mean? Like if you collected stamps or coins, nothing is unobtainable. No. You buy, anything, you, your collection anything. is full. Whatever yeah. you collect, Any, yeah. you have it. If you're a billionaire, anything you think you want, you can have the grail of it. Like if you were a GI Joe collector and you wanted to have a USS flag you could have the most mint cherry perfect version that's in the world because you you can just be like i'll give i'll I'll give somebody a million dollars for the best one yeah and it'd be chunky what i do like about billionaires i mean i don't know any but them becoming billionaires is usually based off of a, a product or a business which in turn is them employing people so the amount of people that work for a billionaire is so astronomical that it just makes the world turn it's it's a money-making machine all these employees are working all these employees are paying taxes 
the government's spending that money. These people are spending money they're earning, putting money into the economy. So just because you're a billionaire doesn't mean you haven't worked for it, doesn't mean you don't deserve it, but it also means you're actually contributing to society on a level that people like, you know, you or myself wouldn't understand. Like, sure, I employ a couple of people. Right. But I, I don't employ, you know, 200,000 people across 15 different companies across three different countries. No, that's Those true. Billionaires are, are allowing for economy to work. Yes. And, and, they all, and, they, and they often, you know, sometimes they make something that's like life changing to the world. You know, it's like, yeah, they're paying less taxes per their earnings than any one of us is paying hands down. But the, yeah. the government, no matter how much money the government like takes away from these people, no matter how many tax laws they pass for the billionaires to pay more, the billionaires who employ all those people are already putting more than enough tax dollars into the system. If you were to take that billionaire's money away, so many people lose their jobs that the amount of tax money, the tax revenue would just disappear. And that would hurt the economy and the government more than if they tax that billionaire or didn't tax that billionaire. Sorry. You know what I mean? Right. Right. So yeah, they almost get a free pass on taxes because of the amount of people they employ that pay taxes. It's like a trickle down thing with tax. Right. Not, not with spending, but with tax. Yeah. I can see that. All right. I'm not an economist. So that's just, you know, some guy who owns a business spewing shit out of his mouth. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I I'm not versed, you know, enough into the, the troubles that billionaires have. So I'm trying to be a thousandaire at this point. Uh, so, all right. I got some questions. You want to go through some of those? Fuck yeah. All right. Uh, well, this comes from John that lives in Boise, Idaho. And he says, you guys talk about a lot of unusual stuff. Have you ever had a really weird job? So do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? I've just had normal jobs, movie theater, restaurants. I, I built artist easels for my drama teacher in high school. He had a side hey. company and I built artist easels. And I can't think of any other weird jobs I, I had. Unfortunately, uh, I, I wish I had weird jobs. I mean, I've seen a lot of weird shit. When you work in the restaurant industry, if you ever watch the movie Waiting, the movie yes. is 100% accurate. That's scary. A hundred percent accurate, except for like I've never worked in a place where you put shit in food. Yeah, no, that's, that's I've not never good. worked in a place like that. Usually, yeah. I'm in charge of the restaurants I work in, so it's not, it's not something I allow. But the, the stories I've heard, the conversations I've walked in on, it's it is all over the map, and it is beautiful. Wow, uh, wow. And the amount of wow. employees that end up banging other employees is astronomical, like on a level you couldn't even comprehend. That almost makes me want to get a job in the in the restaurant industry here. Yeah, Every, I, everybody is trying to bang everybody, even yeah. old people. Well, I'm not gonna lie to you. I've had sex with employees, ex employees, like not not current at the time, but people who had worked for me that no longer work for me. I yeah, had sex with them. Yes. Okay. Ever as a boss, as a friend, after they no longer work for me. Well, that's that's. That's the important distinction. No, no, there's yeah, there's oh, a yeah. you know a level of professionalism I need to I need to be on a certain level when I'm at work. And if I'm banging someone there, I, I can't be on that level. Right, right. But hey, after they don't work there anymore, it's sort of like a teacher banging an ex-student, you know? Exactly. Exactly. All right. So as far as well, as far as me, well, obviously, you know, the whole being paid to do tantrum massage work is kind of a weird job. I don't consider it weird, but I think a lot of society, uh, would consider that weird. But as far as jobs when I was younger, the two jobs that were the weirdest is I worked one season at a haunted house. 
Nice. That, that was an interesting job. Uh, part of the time I spent being the first person that gets to scare people coming in there. So that was awesome. So, I mean, you were the first room, uh, you know, before they'd already been going through a whole bunch of rooms. So I don't know. It's like, well, are they more freaked out later or is it more fun to be the first one that pops their cherry? I kind of like the pop in the cherry. Thing yeah, no, that's because yeah. they're waiting for it. They just don't know. Exactly. It's so, so how I would do it, I had to stop doing it after a while because I was getting too close to injuring myself, but I was only like 22 when I did this is that they'd come in the room and there was a shelf above the door. So when you came in, you're kind of coming in through kind of a tunnel, but it was really a shelf above it. Yep. And there was kind of a stain, like kind of a, like a, like a walkway over to the right. And then kind of over to the left, there was like this fake scene with like somebody murdered on like a little mound or something. So everybody's walking in and they're looking over to the left at the scene. And all of a sudden I come swinging down a rope and land right next to him on this catwalk. It's like literally like, like right almost their head height and just boo, you know, or whatever, or, or yard, you know, or whatever, a pirate. I don't know, but it, it always scared the crap of them because they never expect you to be above yeah. them when they came in, but well, especially yeah, I had to, their attention on the scene. To their exactly. Right. Oh yeah. I made some people. Yeah. I, I literally think I didn't make somebody crap their pants once. <laughs> But I had to watch out, though. It was hard on the knees, so something I couldn't do nowadays. I'd, I'd probably miss the catwalk and <laughs> kill myself. Though the scariest thing about that job was one time I was working in a room further, deeper into the haunted house and up several stories, is that one time, oh, this is hilarious. I'll tell you something here in a bit. But uh, I was later on in, in the place, and I didn't get down at closing time fast enough. And they basically shut the place down, flipped the lights off. I didn't have a flashlight with me. And I had to navigate through three floors of a haunted house that was pitch black to get out of the building. Nice. I did it, obviously. But, man, that was a trip. Can you imagine if one of them knew you were there and they hid waiting for you to scare you? Yeah. Yeah, it was it was a trip. Somebody would have shit their pants for sure. His name is Charlie Ray. Yeah, Charlie Ray. Charlie Ray, the serial killer. So that was weird. The other job that was kind of weird, it wasn't really quite as weird. That was probably the coolest weird job I ever had. But a couple of years, I worked part time for a jeans buyer. And I don't know if you ever saw anything like this where you're at, but we'd have people who would buy jeans and we bought jeans for the Japanese market. So they had these little trailers that were set up basically in like, parking lots or like unusual places you know they were kind of not really off the beaten path but someplace you could just like rent the space to put a trailer at you know kind of like the yeah. corner or like of a big building's parking lot or something right and so on saturday and sunday you'd be there and you'd buy jeans so you'd only buy certain brands in certain sizes so people would come up to you and they'd sell you jeans but you'd only give them a buck or two bucks a pair and this is like around 90 394 95 right so somebody come up with like a nice pair of levi's and you'd be like i'll give you two bucks for it you know and people would sell their jeans because they don't want them okay so weird. um yeah and so that the uh so the, the 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 nice thing about it was is that my size jeans were too big for the japanese market so we never bought those sizes and so if i saw a really nice pair of jeans that were like in really good condition i'd be like uh, you know, we don't really buy that size of the market because we had like a sizing thing. I could just show them, but I'll give you a dollar a pair. So I built up my jean collection like <laughs> for like 12 bucks, you know. That's awesome. Yeah. That's so weird though. I can't even imagine doing that job. I'm, I'm such a restaurant work. I mean, yeah, restaurant. It was a, a, a marina, a boat marina one summer. That was awesome. Yeah, it, it, it was weird. I was by myself. 
with cash, which nowadays would be like I'd get robbed all the fucking time. Yeah. But back back in the early nineties, you know, you it wasn't quite quite as crime crazy as it is now. You know, and because I was in some sometimes in some somewhat dodgy areas, you know, or near dodgy areas. I hated going to certain places, but I got paid like I got paid pretty decent money for the time period, like 12, 13 bucks an hour in the early 90s, you know, and, and yeah, and I, yeah. And, and but I had to pay for my own gas to get to the locations and stuff. And, uh, you know, but basically I just I'd go I'd go meet uh, like our our city coordinator. I'd get bags for the jeans and then he'd tell me which which location he wanted me to go to and then i'd drive out there with the key open up the trailer and basically the tra- all the trailer had in it was like a table and a couple of folding chairs that's it that's all that was in there and then of course it was a big billboard for like hey we buy jeans open saturday sunday from nine to five or whatever right i'd just sit there and i'd just read a book or chill out and every once in a while somebody would stop and they'd have like a stack of jeans and i'd look through them and if they were really holy or tore up i'm like sorry not good enough condition yeah. you know and then we but you know what we were looking for was really like size 26 size 28 size 30 because it was all for the japanese market and they were all a bunch of skinny people you remember i mean back in the early 90s american jeans were a big deal to places like eastern europe japan all those places because it was it was foreign and cool you know so that's kind of a weird job i did that for like Very two or three job. years yeah it was it was super easy easiest job probably one of the easiest jobs i ever had you know so so that was a job where i can hang out in a parking lot and talk to people and make them take their pants off well i'm not sure what that job would be but maybe you can come up with it yeah it's definitely not gonna be buying jeans although you you, you could be a casting agent for porn in eastern europe fuck yeah i'm down (laughs) apparently it's pretty popular uh uh, i was i i I did see why the fuck am i still living here i don't know why are we still living here I don't know. You just said porn in Eastern Europe. And I was like, that sounds like perfection. Have you seen the statistics of the most porn stars per thousand people or whatever? Or was it a million people? The most porn stars per million people. There's like two countries that stood out. Czech Republic. Yeah. Hold on. Hold on. on. (laughs) Let me guess here. Uh, Poland. I think you may be right. I can't remember the second one, but the Czech Republic was one of them. There's just the amount of beautiful girls, like of all ages, you know, like 18 to fucking 60. They're just hot as shit. Yes, they are. And yeah. And it's an easy way to make yeah. money. Yeah, it is. It is. If you're a hot girl. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So those, those are, those are, that's Charlie Ray's weird job. So, um, okay. Here, here's kind of a more serious question addressed to the, oh, sorry, we don't do that here. Well, it's sort of a serious <laughs> question. Dear answers for everything. This yeah. is uh, Jenny from Wichita, Kansas. Wait, you got a uh, Jenny as well? Yes, we have a Jenny as well. It's hard nice. to believe. Did she spell it G I N N I E? No, no, G I N N Y. Oh, okay. She's from Virginia, so okay. I guess if she's Virginia from Virginia. Well, as long as it's not Jenny, we're okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so she so, yeah, asked seriously. Yeah. Uh, serious question. Do you think it still makes sense to give a two-week notice when you quit your job in today's world? I run a business, and when I don't get a two-week notice, I get angry. Only because I've got scheduling to worry about, and I have to find a replacement. And in my line of work, it's not like I work in an office where there's like 100 people, and if I lose one, it's not a big deal. I've got like eight employees and they all play a very pivotal role. If one of them leaves, I'm fucked for the next couple of weeks, which I mean, at the end of the day, it just means I'm working more, which I don't mind doing. So I essentially solved that problem myself, but I still hate it. And the thing is most of my employees minimally 
work three years for me. So they're like a family member. Right. So when they just fuck off, it's just like, wow, okay, cool. And then I would say there's a 90% chance that within the next month, they stop by and be like, hey, so are you looking for anyone? Because I didn't really like my new job. They don't treat me as well as you guys do. Right. So I was like, well, I've hired your replacement, but you're always welcome to work here. Thank God you gave that two-week notice. If they don't give the two-week notice, they don't get to come back. Oh, I can I can understand that viewpoint. And obviously you come from one viewpoint. Now well, most of the people who work for me see that when somebody doesn't give their two-week notice, they still try and come back and they don't get their job back. Right. But the ones who do give the two-week notice always come back and will get their job back. So I think if you work for me, you see this as a cycle that you know to give your two-week notice. Usually the time I don't get a two-week notice, it's usually a new hire. Somebody who's been with me less than three months. Okay. So and well, then, yeah, they don't play as pivotal as a role, but yeah. Let's see. Now, my perspective on it is I used to believe in giving two weeks notice, and I may or may not do so if I ever leave a job. But in my state, they just voted it to make it a law that it's legal not to pay you out your unpaid vacation when you leave your job. So if I was to put in my two weeks notice and I still had two or three weeks of vacation built up that I'd like to have as a big paycheck when I leave, they would be within their rights to basically just go ahead and let me go on the spot, not pay me any money and I'm out of a job for either both the two weeks I expected to work, nor would I be getting my three weeks of pay. We so, have to legally give the holiday pay no matter what. That's always a last that, paycheck. Yeah. And a, a thing that I do is like all of our paychecks are direct deposit, right? You don't ever get to go cash a check. It shows up in your bank account every second Friday. Right. But when it comes to their holiday pay, I always make that a manual check. So those fuckers have to stop by my work, tail between their legs to be like, hey, I, I didn't get my holiday pay on that last pay period. It's like, I know the check's here. Nice for you to stop by. I only do that for the people that don't give me their notice. Uh, to make them stop by and make them feel shame for being such a little cunt. Oh, there is you that, go. Is that wrong? Does that make me an asshole? No, 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 it doesn't. I mean, but I pay and, them and, out. They all yeah. get paid out. You know, yeah. the ones who are, you know, give their two weeks and they, they get on their paycheck automatic. They don't so, have to so, stop by. So I'd say my answer to this is it depends. Depends on what kind of company you work for. It depends on what size company you work for. And it depends on if you know your company is a bunch of fuckers. Yeah. So I already know. Like if I left my job right now, yeah. um, I would not get my sick time at all. So I never keep sick time. There's no point in it because I use that as my own extra time off. And I use it first because there's no point in keeping sick time. But I used to also expect that I would get my vacation time. As of this year, my state that I live in is um, it made it legal that they don't have to pay you out your vacation time. So now basically at this point, I would say whenever I leave my job, when I get hired someplace else, I will tell them I can start immediately. Yeah. Uh, and as soon as, I, as soon as I take work, I will give, I will tell them I'm going to take vacation forever, however long it is, start working at my other job. So I'm getting paid from the new job and yeah. getting my vacation pay. When my vacation pay comes in, roll back in and quit and walk out. You now, should, uh, I don't well, like, huh? Yeah, you should yeah. lobby, get get your state to lobby, get the employees to lobby for uh, automatic holiday pay on paychecks. Because here in Canada, well, in Alberta, whatever, it's it's 4% of your, your pay is holiday pay. And wow. we have the option to either pay it every paycheck, so they don't ever get to save their holiday pay. You just don't. Oh, wow. They get okay. it every paycheck. And that would be more beneficial to your scenario where you're always getting it anyway. Yeah. You don't have to worry about it not being paid out. 
yeah yeah i doubt that that would probably work down here but uh anyway that's the serious question of the night so in, in this case i guess the whole answer is uh it depends and it depends on your conscious it depends on how you feel about your bosses and it depends on your company in my case uh no it, it doesn't make sense to give two weeks notice but it's the right thing to do in, in a lot of situations so I mean, it's like you don't want to burn a bridge right you don't yeah you you could you I mean you might depending on how long you've been at that company they could be your only reference over the last nine years that's true do you really want to throw your eggs on the basket of the new job and realize a month later you hate it and you don't fit in yeah and then you're like that's Fuck, true the only reference i have the last thing that they know about me is that i'm an asshole yeah but i've also had experience where i've put notice in and then basically expected I'd have that money still rolling in for that time period and basically just got told like, ah, we're, we're good. We can let you go now. Yeah. no, yeah, Because nowadays down here in the United States, everybody is so untrusting that they expect you to give that notice, but they're not going to really give you the courtesy of letting you work that notice out. Yeah. I, I've let people go the day they come in and handed it in. Yeah. But, but yeah. that's not often. It's usually those are, like I said, the ones that haven't been there long enough. And the reason they pretty much quit is because they're not getting whatever they want because they're not a very good employee. Right. Right. So, you know, and if yeah. they want to leave, then it's like, you're, you not being here is actually easier for me than you being here. Cause at least when you're not here, I know what to expect. Exactly. When you're here, I don't know what to expect. You could be good. You could be bad. It all depends on your day. I can't work like that. I need people on their game when they're on shift. Oh, and I, agree. I, I respect them for that. And hopefully they respect me. I guess they, they must, if they work for me for that long, so there you go there you go well all right it sounds like this has been an episode of questions for mr clay and charlie ray yes it has uh, we'll have another episode of some sort i'm not sure what yet next week we'll have a penis topic enlargements. what's that penis enlargements yes i'm anus okay. enlargements. you know you know what's really fun do you ever see what a you ever seen what a vulva looks like in a penis pump uh nope nope i have (laughs) (laughs) Uh, next week we'll have some video for people you'd want charlie ray is gonna grab a girl and penis pump and show us what it looks like it's right now (laughs) all right peace out peace out Wish you 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 wish you